isn't the this is a dumb question, but isn't the International Space Station in space? Midget. Cush's go-to category on a Thursday night. <laughs> Mine is uh, the price you'd have to pay me to fondle George Pell's balls. <laughs> Cronulla Beach, 2005. You're an ethnic. <laughs> How are you surviving the riots without getting bashed? Welcome back to Critical Banter, where we take the best bits from your favorite late night shows and package them into a podcast. On today's episode, we'll be playing a new game called What is the Question, as well as delving into how we'd survive some real life or death scenarios on Against the Odds. Before all that, to wrap up the week is me, Miguel. We've got Rohit. G'day, g'day. And Sen, as always. Howdy. Uh, dude, there's a couple of things I want to talk about this week. Um, I don't know where to start, so what, I'm going to give you guys the option. It's a choose your own adventure this week. Um, so we can talk about Pete Evans. We can talk about Tom Cruise. We can talk about the church, we can talk about Delhi, or we can talk about Equatorial Guinea. Where do you want to start off, boys? Equatorial Guinea. I haven't heard uh, that that country in a long time from you, Sani. Yeah, that was, that was also playing to my mind as well. Equatorial Guinea sounds like a perfect way to start this new podcast. Need a bit of an update. Well, so obviously, enemy of the podcast, Equatorial Guinea. Um, <laughs> there's, there's a TV show that came out on Netflix called Never Have I Ever, and there's an episode where the entire premise is about Equatorial Guinea. And so it's written by Mindy Kaling, um, who's also another curry person, another curry comedian. And so I just want to throw it out to Mindy Kaling. We know you listen to the podcast, Mindy, and we know you've stolen my idea. And so my lawyers will be in contact and I'll see you in court, Mindy. That's all I have to say about that. Does she hate Equatorial Guinea? Uh, Actually, no. uh, Spoilers, but in this episode, Equatorial Guinea are the heroes in this episode. No, 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 no. Also, did you you say another curry comedian? Yeah, I meant uh, other than Rohit. Thank you very much. Fair enough. Um, we'll start with uh, Pete Evans, who we mentioned on the podcast a few weeks ago. He was the one who was selling the $15,000 lava lamp. <laughs> <laughs> How is so, that going though? Sales? Sales doing well? Well, so he copped a bit of flack for that. And then uh, even bad week for him this week, he got uh, he got sacked by Channel 7. He got kicked out of his $800,000 contract. Mm, I, I did know. see that. Poor guy. My Kitchen Rules, I'll be honest, the early seasons were good. They were good. Yes. So the reason was um, apparently My Kitchen Rules, the ratings for them have been pretty shit the last few years um, and they just can't afford to have this anti-vax moron on $800,000 a year when the mm. show is doing shit. I, it turned from like a decent, genuinely good cooking show into, again, one of those drama feel. It's like it's like suits going down the path of just turning into focus on the drama rather than the original premise, you know what I mean? The cooking. The culinary side of it. You want to focus on the culinary side. No, oh, every day, every day. Didn't realize you were this passionate about My Kitchen Rules, bro. It was a good show. It was a good show in its prime. Like um, Simpsons, so, Seasons 3 to 8. Good man. Um, so Pete's taking this a bit personally, and he thinks that he got sacked because he's anti-vax. So if you go into his Instagram post, his last few posts have been very passive-aggressive. Um, there was a, He put up a picture of like a person holding like a massive boulder, and the boulder had the word truth on it. I'm like, bro, relax. <laughs> You're not some sort of messianic figure. <laughs> what kind of wavelength <laughs> is he on? And then he, he put up a... This one's a pretty good one. He put up like a big mind map and it was like linking Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation with like Big Pharma and like some big mm. vaccine conspiracy. And then he also put up a post where he like uh, praised Donald Trump uh, who said that there might not be a vaccine for coronavirus. And so like if he's trying to convince people that it's not a mental case, he's not doing a good job of it. No, 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 no. Get off Twitter. Brother, it's, it's not that deep, bro. Just take a pay cut. You'll still have a job. That's all it is. Nah, $800,000 is a big pay cut. That's, that is, yeah, I'd be a bit salty about that as well. <laughs> and so another person who also had to take a pay cut this week was Bryce uh, Cartwright, who's a player in the NRL. And so the NRL is coming back and they told all their players that they have to take a flu shot or they can't play. And so Bryce's wife is anti-vax. 
And so he's decided not to take the flu shot. Bryce's wife isn't playing in the NFL. <laughs> or is it NRL, sorry? Does anyone want to guess what her medical credentials are, by the way? Chinese herbal medicine. School of hard knocks. Yeah, basically. She, she once read an anti-vax blog and then made an Insta post. Hashtag live, laugh, love. Mm. And she just cost him $700,000 a year. So well done. Wait, so that means he's, he's, he's literally not playing? Yeah, he's been suspended. He's been stood down until he nice. gets the flu shot. <laughs> well, all right, fair One enough. flu shot. Fair play to the man. He's you know. all you need to take, brother. Um, so also this week, they said that Tom Cruise is going to star in a movie that's going to be filmed in the International Space Station. Have you guys seen this? Nope. Negative. So yeah, it's the only place where you can't get coronavirus. So that's why they're filming it there. Was that a joke or is that genuinely why? I don't know. I actually have no idea why they've taken it there. So I assume it's because of the coronavirus. Isn't the, this is a dumb question, but isn't the International Space Station in space? You answered your own question. You answered yeah. your own question. Send move on. Send move on. Send move on. No, I don't want to. No, no, let's not. I'm so confused. Let's entertain this idiocy. No, but how can they? How are they filming in space? This doesn't make sense. Don't you need some the sort cameras. of. Cameras. Yeah, right. Whatever. But like, I'm saying, <laughs> all I'm saying is this, right? Astronauts need a lot of credentials. Like, recently NASA was posting up their, you know, get a job at NASA and then their minimum degree to go and become an astronaut is like it's like a master's degree oh no sorry I think it's like a doctorate in some sort of STEM some STEM field so I'm thinking no you know not every man and their dog can just rock up to the International Space Station there's got to be some sort yeah, of yeah but that's the like that's the like man the space station do you think Tom Cruise is actually going to do space things he's going to float <laughs> get filmed come back <laughs> all right there you um, go Got two more things. So there is this thing called the Genesis Church of Health and Healing. Um, and they've been selling something that's called the Miracle Mineral Solution, MMS. And it states that it can cure COVID as well as autism, acne, cancer, diabetes, and more. And so they did some testing on MMS and um, it's just straight up industrial bleach. <laughs> they're just they're selling <laughs> industrial bleach to people. Taking a page out of Donald Trump's book. Literally. So apparently this is, they have like a chapter here in Australia, but this church was founded in the US and this guy sent a video of his miracle solution to Donald Trump. Um, and then literally a week later, Donald Trump told people to inject bleach into their system to try and kill COVID. Oh, so they came first. Stealing content once again. But um, yeah, so MMS is not approved for human consumption in Australia or the US, just as a FYI. Mm, I'm always wary of like um, medicinal drugs that claim to cure like multiple things you know what i mean it's all it's like a when you rock up to a, a restaurant and they serve pizza they serve you know, pasta <laughs> kebabs rice it's a bit of a one it's size like, fits all you can't know you got to be very specific and make sure that you go to the right jack of all trades but a master of none every yeah that's that's the one <laughs> so um last thing speaking of inhumane acts um delhi has imposed a 70 percent coronavirus tax on alcohol to curb india's post-lockdown thirst now, obviously, we spoke about this a few weeks ago, how we've been surviving with the bottle to get through quarantine and isolation. So I think this is quite a dog thing to do by the Delhi uh, police and authorities to place a 70% tax on booze. So um, the state that I'm from, like in India, where my, my parents grew up, like there's basically prohibition. So like alcohol gets only sold at a certain amount of, like you can only buy a certain amount of bottles on like a certain on a certain date. So it's like everyone lines up on that date and there's like hours and hours of queues just to get a just to get a bottle. Yeah, so I know um I had a friend who's from Gujarat and that's like a dry state. They don't sell it there, but if you're a foreigner, you can show your passport at like hotels and they can sell you like one bottle per week or something. So it's like prohibition. It's uh yeah, you, what you said before about inhumane, it's very true. I'll be honest, when you said when you said Delhi, I first thought of Delhi Alley and then I thought of the Delhi at the shop, right? I don't know why <laughs> India didn't come into my mind. <laughs> I was so confused. Anyway, that's all I got for this week. 
All right. So, you know, we've got an update from our campaigns from last week. So in last week's episode, Kush, who is no longer with us temporarily, uh, mentioned how we were given false promises of a free lunch by Guzman y Gomez. So give last week's episode a listen if you want all the details for that. Um, yeah, but as I said, Kush isn't here, so I'll fill you in on what happened with that. Uh, so in the past week on our socials, we've actually launched officially launched our campaign, hashtag the Redemption Burrito, where we entailed the further details to everyone in the public about, you know, how we got dogged. So our movement's actually gone a lot of traction, so much so that Madmex, the direct Mexican fast food competitor, uh, not McDonald's like Kush wanted to go to last week, uh, they've they've hit us up. They've vowed to right the wrongs of GYG. They've actually sent us through some free burrito vouchers, if I'm not mistaken. Friend of the show, Madmex. Yeah, Friend of the was, show. That was a very, very big play by them. They saw an opportunity. They took it with both hands. And, uh, we and now gladly, we're flogging them off. <laughs> we gladly are a Madmex endorsed podcast. But... That doesn't stop any other Mexican joints. If they want to, if you know, Zambero, Taco Bell, if you want to get on <laughs> the ass. Yeah, exactly. We're still, we're still open. We're still open because even Mad Max isn't, isn't perfect. They sent us three vouchers, not four. So, so our, our podcast still open to our official Mexican sponsor. I think we, we are now an official Mexican themed podcast. Um, I think we should embrace that. And <laughs> yeah. now any so just, sort yeah. of Mexican small business, fast food chain, anything of the sort, we'll, uh, we'll gladly take your offers. Yeah, we're still open up to competitors. So GYG. Miguel was ahead of the curve with this one. He already had a Mexican name coming into this, I can think. <laughs> exactly. The rest of us should change our name. Exactly. Get the Spanish names going. But, you know, in an attempt to save face, GYG has also actually responded, boys. They said they'll come through to their promise about fucking two months, three months late. So we replied to their message. Now the ball's in their court, boys. As we said, we're still open to some sponsors. So if GYG comes through in the next week or so, we'll update you guys next week. Might even review some some of the free burritos we get. Mm. But just quickly with the GYG message, right? So we we basically put the screenshots up on our, on our Facebook about what we said, you know. <laughs> Absolutely publicly flogged them off. We basically said, look. <laughs> are we allowed to do that? We are allowed to do that. They they said, hey, here are the vouchers. We said, you know, gladly we'll take them on the 1st of March. They didn't reply. So then we uh, flamed them on Facebook and they've come back and said, hola, guys. No need to do us dirty like that. Pronounced hola. Whatever. The H is silent. Sorry, right? sorry. Um, no need to do a study like that with no delivery address. It's tricky to get the vouchers out to you, mate. We this live. A poor message for them. We live a poor message in a them. digital age. You didn't ask us for my address. They didn't exactly. If they asked and we didn't give it, fair enough. They didn't ask. No, no. All it was is well, a Mad Max sent their vouchers virtually, bro. There's an electronic mail nowadays. Send it through that. No, it's I agree. Typical victim blaming from them. No, exactly. It's just really. It's quite disrespectful to you know all the support that we showed in the past, but. You know, we'll see what happens in the future. We're not going to close that book just yet. Um, we also had another campaign running last week as well. Our friend Eddie Wu, um, who many of you, you know, may or may not know. He's a, a math teacher in the local high school who's impacted our lives greatly. Um, very good fellow. And uh, we brought the campaign WooTube to one mil. So we realized that he's on, it was on 900,000 odd subscribers last time we checked. Um, and this week, you know, I want, I want to congratulate all the listeners of the show who supported Eddie Wu because you guys have done bits. You guys did very nicely. So he was averaging about 1K subscribers um, a day. He's now up that to 2K subscribers a day and he's officially on 933,000 subscribers. So Big up all the followers. Yeah, that's, no, that's a very, very good all effort the listeners. you guys. Shout out to you guys. We're going to, um, yeah, we're still pushing for one mil. Uh, we, we posted a, basically a, um, a bit of a tribute, a homage, if you may, to Eddie on Twitter. And he's come back with us. It was a beautiful response. He says... We basically, um, yeah, posted the, you know, we would ship to one mil, bit of a snippet of the uh, last week's episode. And he goes, you're too kind, guys. Thanks for the support. 
I'm so glad you guys have enjoyed and benefited from my work over the years, irrespective of how many subscribers I have. This is a lovely gesture. Mate, what a guy. I thought I couldn't love him more, but you know, just do. He's humble. He's humble. Wait, is this is this is this the real Eddie Wu or that fake ass Eddie Wu that commented on our Facebook post? Yeah. So oh, there was a bit of controversy with this this campaign. There was a bit of an Eddie Wu lookalike who uh, rocked up on our Facebook, commenting on our one of our posts, saying, "Hi, it's me." And uh, we looked into the the Eddie Wu in question. Um, Fifteen friends, zero mutuals. Uh, no, this 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 man's an idiot, right? He changed his name, so he had already had the Facebook page. He changed his name and his profile picture, but he didn't delete his old Facebook pictures. He didn't delete anything old. His in- actual Instagram handle is still on in his bio. Mate, what are you doing? At least put some effort in. But um, we verified that the uh, th- this Eddie Wu on our, on our Twitter, he's the real deal. Handle Mr. WooTube. Um, so once again, we're still urging everyone to uh, you know do your do your part, get him to one. Get up to three k a day. Is that yeah. ambitious? I think that's the next target. I reckon next target, I want to see Social Blade going up 3K a day. All right, so pause this episode, go on YouTube, Eddie Wu, subscribe to Travis See If You Don't. So this segment is against the odds. Any, you want to explain it to us and the listeners? Yeah, so boys, um, in this time of isolation and the post-Rona society that we will live in, um, I've been pondering my mortality even more than usual. Um, and I've realized that I really wouldn't know how to survive in any kind of life or death scenario. Um, so I've come up with a few scenarios like that, and I want us to collectively come up with survival tactics for both us and the listeners. Um, you reckon we can do that? We'll give it our best shot. All right, so the first scenario I've got is Chalora Woolies, mid-March 2020. You've got the last <laughs> toilet paper in the store. How are you getting out of there alive with the last toilet paper? Mm. Look, my first thought goes to the trolley. If it's in the trolley, if you're moving at speed, who's stopping you? <laughs> yeah, I, I was thinking that as well. The trolley is a battering ram, is a, is a decent shot. Exactly. Because if you're on foot, someone could, like you're holding it, someone could just yank that if you get mobbed. But there's like maybe a couple hundred people in the store and they're all coming after you. Can you whack them away with the trolley? If they're, if they're coming to you, they're essentially swinging first. So you have the right <laughs> mm. to swing back with your trolley. Yeah, so I'm trying to think like, so you, yeah, this is, this is again, we need some clarification here, I think. So you, you grab the toilet paper, is everyone in the aisle? So it's the last one on the shelf, you've just picked it up, you've put it mm. in your trolley and everyone's staring at you. Yeah, all right, I see. In that case, yeah, you've got the trolley, fair enough. You're going to use it as a battering ram for the first couple of people. You can get through like 20 people maybe, I agree with that. But then once you start getting overrun by maybe 50, 60 people, yeah. you're not, the trolley's not doing much damage, bro. No, you've got to, you've got to go to the um you got to go to a it's it's a bit like Pac-Man, right? You got to try and find the the route around. So I'm thinking you go to the store maybe back right. That's usually the dairy section, a bit less crowded maybe. You stay away from the I feel like you stay away from the groceries, fruit and veg. No way. Do you try and form alliances with other people? Is there a bit of games nah, but about then they're going to expect to share the toilet roll and it's too it's many a small price to that pay, point. you know. If it guarantees your survival, I think it's like a bit of survival, Look, you I would rather have blood on my hands than share toilet roll with people. <laughs> yeah, do you then? Yeah, do you actually not even bother getting out of the store? Do you turn it into like a bit of an auction? You turn the three ply toilet paper into one ply for what per person? Ah, uh, so you try and profit off this rather than walking away with the toilet paper? Yeah, like am I? This is this. It comes down to are we a capitalist society or a socialist society? You know what I mean? Like you could be just handing you know a couple of a couple of strands out to people. Um, but in reality, I think what you have to do is, is what Miguel said and just try and barge your way through it. Maybe, maybe distraction tactics. So you've, you, instead of sharing the toilet paper, ripping the toilet paper, dropping on the floor and, and gunning it. I was, sorry, I completely missed that. I was zoned out for a bit. What did you say? <laughs> what? 
Thanks, Sam. We're not recording a podcast or anything. <laughs> what were you possibly doing? I was looking at my notes. I was looking at the next scenario and I was thinking, how are we going to answer that one? But anyway, continue. That's neither no. here nor there. What I was going to say is that you, you grab the toilet paper out and you drop it like Hansel and Gretel. <laughs> and you're trying to lure them. You, know, you get people <laughs> picking up the, the toilet paper while you you got it down with the main. So uh, you're not sharing okay. it, but you're just dropping breadcrumbs along the way to, to avoid the people. But I, I also was thinking maybe you head to like the kitchenware section. You pick up a couple of pots and pans, a couple of knives, and then you just swing for the fences. <laughs> you could do you that. You can open up your toilet paper to clean off the blood. It's fine. <laughs> exactly. Multi-use. All, all the, the, the equipment and tools necessary. All right. So I think our answer for this is violence. Violence. Mm. Lovely. Um, so my second scenario that I've got is Cronulla Beach, 2005. You're an ethnic. <laughs> How are you surviving the riots without getting bashed? Oh, I don't think you're surviving the Cronulla riots. That's um, that's when it's time for whiteface, splendid with the crowd, join the I'm lynch. glad you said it because that's exactly what I was thinking. I reckon oh, you, just, face. you just slab as much sunscreen as you can on your face. You drape like an Australian flag around you and then you, you hold like a VB and, you know, that's it. You just pray for the pray for the best, really. Do you stay amongst the crowd or you try and leave? I reckon you possible? join. No, no, no. Hide in plain sight. You reckon? Yeah, yeah, I reckon you stay. Then you join and you bash a few lebs as well, <laughs> just for <laughs> just for the culture. <laughs> for the culture. <laughs> just yeah, you know, bucket list things to tick off: Bondi Beach, casual lynching of ethnic. <laughs> I don't think there was a lynching, bro. I think if you run, you give it away. They start chasing after you. They're simple yeah, creatures. Like, why are you leaving? Why are you leaving? It's fight or flight. You stay and you fight. Yeah, mob mentality. It's you got to you got to rev up the crowd a little bit as well. I reckon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to exactly. It's like um, have you seen Dave Chappelle has a skit about a black white supremacist? So it's a black guy <laughs> who's blind and he's a white supremacist and he doesn't know he's black. It's a bit of a bit of that. You join in. What's his th- name? Clayton Bigsby. Yeah, Clayton Bigsby. <laughs> you just chuck a few slurs out there. You get a couple of cheap shots on a couple of blokes, and then that's it. They think you're one right, of them. Dev- Devil's advocate. Is there a non-violent way to approach this? No. Dude, no, you're not getting out of there without ethnically abusing a few people. You you gotta you gotta crack a few eggs to make a cake, you know what they say? <laughs> yeah, exactly right. But I'm trying to think. Like, I was trying to think of that as well. Like, is there any possible way you could be an ethnic in that situation and survive? Like oh, it's a tough one. Can't beat them, join them. You gotta give up your morals exactly. for this one. Exactly right. I think I think, yeah, in preparation, maybe, you know, memorize the um the state of origin. Rev up speech that who who gives that Ray Warren Phil Gould oh Phil Gould yeah yeah that's the one memorize that just uh, rally the troops yeah, exactly right get the militia going all you're right, surviving so every day of the week and twice on Sunday all right so my last one is it's a you're at a Wuhan wet market in December 2019 how are you getting out of there without contracting the Rona mm. hold back on your urge to eat a bat step one it's tempting as it might be See, the thing is like. If you're over there, right? I'm all about if you're going to a different country and experience a different culture, you gotta you gotta just like fling yourself in there. You gotta like accept it all. You gotta try everything. Do what yeah. the locals do, basically. Yeah. Did you see that post from Guy Sebastian from like the end of 2019? Yeah, he, went to <laughs> and he said he tried some questionable uh, food items. <laughs> I'm all for it. I agree with that. I agree with that. Immerse yourself in the culture. But um, getting out of there alive—that's uh, like the thing is hindsight is 2020. Like. You could easily say just leave Wuhan, but you Dare don't know I say, there's a virus it's part that of the culture getting the virus. Mm, I like Yeah, cuz isn't Wuhan corona free right now? Well, officially with the well, asterisk there. So if you get it at that point, by now you're fine and dandy. Back to in bats. Yeah, are we are we are we thinking about this the wrong way? Like 
you know, experience the culture, get coronavirus, see what it's like to be a, you know, um, a Chinese. Dare I say be patient zero, dude. Get the fame. Clout. That is true. That is not a bad shout. Patient zero is a, is a big claim to fame as well. And if you survive it, even better. You're going to be hated by 90% of the population for shutting down the world, but you got the fame, dude. <laughs> exactly. It's immeasurable. Well, once you get it, do you then become a whistleblower and then get killed by the Chinese government? Is that... Like the doctor? Yeah, like the doctor. Or do you just play it safe? You just recover and then leave as soon as you can? Is, is a controversial opinion to say that, you know, coronavirus has, has done a bit of good in terms of the environmental impacts? Well, so on, you've seen those yourself. videos of like... No, haven't you seen those videos of, for example, those big landmarks taken before and after... Coronavirus is like you can see it from let's say 100 kilometers away now because there's no air pollution. Oh, is that like what pollution, talking about? right? Yeah, like the ice is like growing back. You know, swans are in Venice the Canal. The ice is growing back. I don't know. I don't, I was just seeing videos. Who knows? The water is not. freezing, bro. Anyways, but like, look, you can take it two ways, right? You can be patient zero and then stop the spread potentially, or you can be patient zero and just let it fly. Go back to your home country. You know, shake hands. With everyone that you meet, give them a kiss on the cheek. Spit in people's mouths as you as you do. (laughs) Spit in people's mouths. (laughs) Oh dear. No, I don't know. I'm not going to lie. So the options we're giving are all be patient zero. (laughs) So with that one, we're saying get Rona and then either be chaotic good and stay in China or chaotic evil and come back and just try and spread as much love as you can. Mm. What's that saying? Die here or live long enough become a villain. (laughs) (laughs) That's the one. So this week we've got a brand new and definitely original game called What is the Question? We'll be taking turns to give an answer and then the other boys will have to guess what the question is. The boys will be able to guess as many questions as they want and points are awarded to the best response chosen by the person who gave the answer. The person with the most points at the end wins and are we ready to start the game, boys? Yeah, we're ready. And uh, if, if it wasn't clear from that explanation, it will become clear very soon. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll learn as we go, learn on the job. All right, so I'll start. So the answer is 7.7 million. So what is the question? Number of women repulsed by sin on a daily basis. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, mate, I quite enjoy that one, Senny. Got a a better one? Amount of Chinese people that actually died from coronavirus. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) What's the, do you know the official number? Yeah, they, I think it's like, I was looking at it now. I was looking at the this morning. It was like six thousand, I reckon, or eight thousand. Like it was like something <laughs> minuscule. <laughs> um, oh, that's this is a tough one. Look, I've got to give the point to Rowie there. Thank you very much. They take your personal bias out of it, mate. <laughs> no, it is a it's a funny answer. That's it. All right, the next the next answer we've got is a midget. Cush's go to category on a Thursday night. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> Sam? Uh, the only disability that Hitler didn't try to exterminate. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. Another, another tough one. Two very good answers there. Again, I'm going to have it to give it to the, the topical. Miguel, one point. Let's go, boy. All right. So my first answer is two eight-year-olds and a newborn. <laughs> Dude, all my, all my, what's coming to my head is just pure filth. I'm I'm going for it. I'm going for it. Ah, dearie me. George Pell's target demographic. (laughs) Classic. Rohit's go to search on a Thursday night. (laughs) 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 Can't do that. (laughs) 
Yeah, all right. I'm going to have to give the point to Migs for that one. Are you, is this, <laughs> Cheap uh, points, baby. So I'm just going to have to go like I reckon any of us We here. have to stop throwing each other under the bus. I think that's... Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. For the future rounds. All right. After the first round, I'm up two points. Rhodes got one and sends still on a blank score, mate. All right. So I'll give you my second answer. It's approximately 196 million pounds. You can take that as weight or currency. Uh, that's the price of a two-bedroom apartment near a good school here in Sydney. Mm-hmm, very good. <laughs> Mine is uh, the price you'd have to pay me to fondle George Pell's balls. <laughs> <laughs> Why is your head stuck with George, George Pell, Robbie? <laughs> We're going thematic. Look, I've I've got to pay Senny for the originality there, man. Oh, you can't do two on. similar answers in a row. That's disgusting from you. Okay, <laughs> oh, <dear>, yeah, right. <laughs> The uh, the next one that I have uh, that you got to give me the answer to, or the question to, I should say, is 72 virgins. Who started the Instagram push-up challenge? Mm. Uh, mine was, who was watching the latest League of Legends stream? How <laughs> <laughs> good of you to say. That's good. That is very, very Fair good. Enough. Fair enough. All right. My next one is three grams of cocaine and a used flashlight. Uh, the question to that is uh, recipe for a good night. <laughs> Mix what you got. My question is, what do you have to pay for Sen's sister's hand in marriage? <laughs> That's another. I thought we made the rule. I thought we said no there personal no attacks. Person. Just for that. mind, I had to send it. No, I'm giving it to Rose. I sent it to the wrong person as well. Let's see it. Two all, two all, two all. Two all. All right. Fuck, this is close. All right. So my last one for today, decreased by 36%. Number of Jews Hitler wiped out in World War Two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good. Thirty-six <laughs> percent, you reckon? It's probably higher, to be honest. But uh, I've got how much has women's pay decreased due to coronavirus? Due to coronavirus, you reckon? Oh, I've got to give it to Rowie here. Crickets, send give it to crickets. Kush, put that in. All right. The last one that I have is uh, the iPhone. I've got what does little eight-year-old Ming Ming make at work? <laughs> <laughs> Look, Sani, you've won this point, bro. You've won this point. <laughs> Ming Ming. You can't say that. <laughs> I literally don't have an answer, bro. Just fucking skip me. I can't beat that. All right, Sen, you win by default, my friend. Um, and the last one for today is 70% of all Asians. Uh, the percentage of the population with penises less, less than four inches. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for that, dickhead. Uh, so mine is <laughs> the audience required for Rohit to finally reveal the remaining digits of his mum's phone number. <laughs> oh, that hasn't been done in a while. Ah, <laughs> oh, dear. Um, <laughs> even though we said no personal ones, I'm going to give it to Manny. Get stars. <laughs> you know what? You know what's funny, boys? It's three all to all three of us. <laughs> That's well, fell play. You know, you can't. Stats don't lie. And so uh, we'll, we'll sell this on an, on the next iteration of this game. All right, guys, that brings us to the end of the episode. And as per usual, we got our What Did We Learn? So, fellas, this week I learned that Rohit doesn't know what the International Space Station is. <laughs> yeah, well, I did. I definitely did. Um, I learned that Guzman Y. Gomez is pronounced Guzman E. Gomez. Yeah, this is Spanish pronunciation, bro. You also learn how to say hola. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I learned two Spanish words today. And I learned that we still flame the member of the podcast who's not on during the week. All right, so if you want the rest of our episodes, you can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app so you get notified whenever we post an episode. 
You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and now TikTok, all at Critical Banter, no other fucking handles, where you can find shit posts as well as submit any questions, relationship problems, and rare units. And as always, don't forget the Google Docs.